a garbage can. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to I Don't Get It, the pop culture get off my lawn cast, featuring the open-minded musings of two mid-40s curmudgeons bravely facing down the impending prospect of their entertainment irrelevance. I am your co-host. My name is Noah Tarno. I am from The Big Quiz Thing, the trivia game show Spectacular. And uh, joining me from somewhat far away is... I'm Bill Scurry, the founder and proprietor of American Caesar Enterprises. And allow me to be the first to say, first of all, Happy New Year, Noah, because this is our... Happy New first... Year, our first episode of 2020. Yes, exactly. And, and, and listeners, all 19 of you, Happy New Year to you guys too, because <laughs> you're the reason. You keep us alive. You fill us with hope and inspiration. And uh, let's make yes. 2020 a horrific, miserable year. Hey, come on. You got to you gotta stay positive in order to get out of bed in the morning. But that's not what we're here to talk about. Well, maybe we are. <laughs> um, so, you know, Bill, I got to be honest. I, 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 did I suggest this topic or did you suggest this topic? I kind of think the internet did because we got caught the in, the internet middle of, did. We got a, in the middle of like a Facebook crossfire where somebody said, are you going to do this? And I was skeptical. Like, like I don't know if it was one of our regular listeners who said something like, oh, you guys should totally do that. Maybe John Jung had said it. And I'm like, ah, oh, Noah's not going to go for it. And then sure as shit, you said, yeah, what oh, the yeah. hell, Let's No, I had to fight back. Anyone who thinks I'm not going to go for it, I mean, why would I not go for this as opposed to so many other things? Good right? question. Yeah. Well, basically, we're, 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 we're bearing the lead here. Uh, so, you know, every episode we look at something, you know, we're getting old. We look at something the kids are into and we sample it and we try to make sense of it and we talk about how we feel about it. So the topic today is cats. The movie Cats. Although there's like a there's a cartoon called Cats out now too, right? Uh, maybe I don't know. Good question. All I know is I looked up Cats on movie phone and it showed me some animated movie too. Is it that they've re-released it to capitalize on this and hope dumb people will go to that by accident? I don't know. I I, I couldn't tell. Anyway, you. I don't know. So here here's why. Before I you know explain to people what Cats is, it's the movie adaptation of the musical that. But it, it like we usually look at things that young people are into a this movie you know you probably already know already is a bomb no one's into it um it's it's the 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 studio has taken down the for your consider you know they released it in december because they were hoping it would be oscar bait it's got all these stars in it they've taken down the for your consideration page of their website whatever by the way i've said this before i hate that whole for your consideration thing it sounds so desperate and and like you know begging and sad anyway they've taken that down they've given up they're like fuck it we're not going to win with cats also it kind of sounds like and this is part of why it's bombed among other reasons is um you know they released it i guess the same week as rise of skywalker or a week before a week i mean around the same time it was counter programming the story i heard right counter programming all the boys will go see star wars all the girls will see cats a you know a lot of girls like star wars and b um Apparently, most of Katz's audience is older. Perhaps even the, the average attendee might even be older than us. And I don't know why Katz would appeal to young people. I guess the whole theory is that Taylor Swift is in it, but uh, apparently she hasn't been pushing it very hard, despite the fact that she's been getting better reviews than anyone else, it sounds like. Anyway, the bottom line is Katz uh, is based on the 1981 uh, musical by The Great, and I will say that Andrew Lloyd Webber, uh, Weber adapted it from a book of light poetry by the great T.S. Eliot titled Old Possum's Book of Practical Cats, which was a series of 
little vignette poems about uh, fanciful cats, Jellicle cats, as he called him. He coined the term Jellicle. Um, and uh, Weber had been working on that for a while. At first, it was just a fun thing for to play for his friends, putting putting Eliot's uh, words to music. And in fact, most of the words in the original uh, theatrical production are straight from Eliot. Very few words written, although um, uh, Weber's uh, collaborator, Trevor Nunn, who directed, I believe, the original London production, maybe the original New York production too, wrote some of the lyrics. So, uh, you know, people kind of thought it would bomb, but it did not bomb. It ran on London for 21 years. It ran on Broadway for 18 years, all through the 80s. I won both the Tony Award and the Olivier Award. And through the 80s, I was, um, you know, grew up in New Jersey. My parents are big theater goers, still are, and would always drag me into the city to take me to Broadway theater. And I I really rarely appreciated it. But um, (laughs) I always felt like they never took me to see Cats. And I always felt like I dodged a bullet not seeing Cats because it it looked just interminably cheesy to me. Um, So... uh, yeah, and also the the emotional centerpiece of the musical memory has become the Broadway standard of Broadway standards, and probably every single young lady who auditioned for a singing or acting role from the late 80s to the year 2000 sang memory. So after years in development hell, they were trying to get a feature film adaptation made, and finally, just released on December 20th, directed by Tom Hooper, uh, you know, whose breakout hit was The King's Speech, but uh, more relevant, he did Les Miserables. Uh, and it finally got released, and as we said, counter-programming, and it has not done well. It's bombed at the box office. Uh, I believe it had a budget of something like $90 million, and so far it's taken in only $42 million. Uh, it has been a critical flop. Rotten Tomatoes gives it an uh, average 3.76 out of 10. Uh, despite having a real all-star cast, James Corden... Judy Dench, who, uh, interestingly, Judy Dench was cast in the original London production, but had to back out uh, late in production because of an injury. But here she is back again, uh, playing uh, old Deuteronomy, originally a male in the stage production, female here. Jason Derulo, Idris Elba, Jennifer Hudson, Ian McKellen, Taylor Swift, Rebel Wilson, and the protagonist is a young ballet dancer named Francesca Hayward. And they're all dressed up as cats with a lot of CGI, and it's sung through, and there's a narrative placed over it. Uh, So people are not happy with it. So again, why are we doing this? Young people aren't into it. Nobody's into it. But let's talk about it anyway. So we have both seen cats, uh, although I assume you've never seen it on stage. Am I correct? Yeah, you're correct. Yeah, it's just, and by the way, just to be clear, CGI in the movie on stage is just, you know, dancers running around in makeup and lycra. I have never seen it on stage either. Uh, But Bill... What? Here we go. What did you think of the movie? Well, I do think this is interesting that we're talking about something that no. This is the first time on our show we've talked about something no one's into. It is um, well, but it's certainly getting press. People are talking about it, so you could it. argue yes. that that gives it. Yeah, but it's it's yeah, not. People are talking for, about it for sure. Yeah, we're talking about it because of infamy. The purpose of infamy, not right. enthusiasm. Um, right. I know a lot of people who saw it. I don't know anybody who has enjoyed it. I know everybody who's been into it. Ironically, <laughs> look, you, we went through uh, Hamilton. Uh, we've been yes. through a number of topics along the way. Everybody knows in America, the listening public, the millions of listeners we have, understand that I am not the world's biggest fan of musical theater. So no. I've, already, I've already established my bona fides in that respect. Um, Cats is the apotheosis of you know why musical theater is a terrible art form. Any planet, any reality, oh, any you know waking on, dream that we live in 
where Cats prospers and becomes the masthead <laughs> of an entire form of entertainment is no world I want to live in as a waking oh, sane come person. come on, dude. So with that being with that being so said, so many more important things to 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 get anyway. Go ahead. With I, that you play being your said, games. go ahead. I yeah. saw Cats uh, at the behest of a few friends while I've been in New York, yeah. uh, wrapping up yeah. a, a holiday interval here. So I haven't, you know, turned up anytime uh, anyone wanted to hang out with me or mention something social. So we went out to Brooklyn to go see this thing. It was about six or eight of us, some of our mutual friends uh, that you remember. Friend of the show, Nick Nadell, was there. He was on our episode uh, talking about, I forget what the hell we talked about. Uh, Steve Flack, of course, was there, one of our, one of our mutual friends. And I mean, look, the movie is terrible. Everyone's every, friend in quotes sometimes. Friend in quotes. Everybody was right. Yeah. This is terrible. Uh, you know, the simple reduction is it's as bad as everybody says it is. I'm, I, we can't sit here and tell you that there is some, uh, you know, great hidden layer to it, some other meaning. It is a misfire, uh, just about in every single way, shape, and form. It was. Something that apparently they couldn't quite figure out how to make a movie of. They gave it to the wrong guy. And the reason why they gave it to uh, Hooper is because he saw his way through Les Miserables, which I did not see. Um, But Tom Hooper had this very unusual way of shooting in that he shot that using live audio from the on-set performance. They did not sweeten their voice tracks. They sang songs live as scratch audio on-set. And so he played it. Uh, pretty much where it lay. Most, you know, most musicals are done with, you know, looping over and sweetening lyrics and fixing it in post. Uh, but he did that with this too. He shot all the audio was uh, picked up by microphones on stage in the, uh, you know, in the screening area wherever they ran the camera, and it was supposed to give it a sense of reality and that you were hearing the voice of the actors as the other actors on screen heard it themselves. Um, it was a misconception. The whole thing was staged very poorly. You had very creepy effects. Um, I assume that everybody was using those checkerboard Lycra bodysuits against a green background. There was no practical sets. So everybody had fur superimposed on them. And there were no backgrounds. There was no floors. There was barely anything for them to react against. Probably other than like green cubes, green ladders, green steps. Uh, things like that that would take the place of actual uh, things that they would fill in later with computer generation. So, I mean, part of the problem is that they hired performers who were better actors. They were, in most cases, English ballet. They were much better dancers than they were actors. They had no screen presence. They had no charisma. They were obviously sinewy, rippling uh, examples of humanity in terms of their physical form and their performance, but they don't carry a show narratively the way you would expect. But I think I may be focusing on the wrong details. I think that the original Andrew Lloyd Webber thing from 1981 was forecast to be a failure, turned into a huge success, uh-huh. and you know this this shows this movie stayed in limbo for years because they couldn't quite figure out how to do it. And maybe the question was, should we do it? How the hell could you possibly realize this for the screen? Yeah. Well, there was, there was talk of doing it as an animated movie, which I think would have been very interesting. Yeah. They had a proof of concept. Um, If you look on YouTube, there's actually, yeah, yeah, there's, there's, there's plenty of footage out there that indicates what they were attempting to do in the nineties. And that might've been a better idea, but, um, it doesn't. Nothing about this holds up. I mean, there's no narrative. It, uh, you know, there's no narrative to the Broadway show, and there's no narrative to the movie. They wrote one additional song 
yes. for the Taylor for the Swift movie. wrote that song. Taylor Swift wrote the song, and that was part yeah. of what they were. That's part of what they were building into hope that you would uh, loop in some millennials too, and yeah. uh, you know it's like it, it you know it didn't work. That's fine, but uh, for the most part, th- this is a sh- this is a show where people just come out and they sing their name and a couple of lines about <laughs> who they are as a character, and then onto the mm-hmm. cat. So there's no there's no you know it doesn't track as it's it's a pageant it's a pageant and it doesn't work. If you wanted to make it something else. They should have reconceived it. I think they played it really straight, and it's creepy looking on top of that. The, you know, the special effects were like half-assed. Everybody jeered at it when it came out on a trailer. People were saying, "Oh my God, what is this unholy hell of a clusterfuck?" Um, you know, and and not on top of that, they were also unfinished. I'm kind of curious, Noah, if you saw the finished or unfinished version, because we saw the unfinished right. version. So, like, for instance, right. so. Yeah, Judy Dench's yep. hands were human, and you saw yep. her wedding ring. I don't know if that was in her. one moment. Yeah. So apparently, it's not something I said. Apparently, there was a lot of errors, CGI errors, and they basically sent a patch to theaters, yep. right? Or is it yep. just a whole different version? No, it was a patch. But uh, we saw it yeah. before the first weekend elapsed, so we saw the unpatched version, which was uh, yeah. I think I saw the unpatched version because there was one moment I'm like, hey, did I just see Judy Dench's regular hand? That's the only thing I noticed. Yeah. Uh, I didn't notice the guy, you know, wearing like a, a wool skull cap, apparently standing among the cats in one scene. I read about it, but I didn't see it. So. I anyway, like I, 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 look, I mean, I wrote this thing to shreds. Every, America could have scripted this for me, but I'm really curious what you thought because, um, you know, I go see movies. Mm-hmm. I go to put myself through this bullshit, but, but you are more the connoisseur. Uh, of musicals and um, you know I, I, I wouldn't I, go that far but I have an appreciation for music yeah so so what did you as think? I said I, I, I felt like I dodged a bullet as a kid not seeing Cats because it just looked interminably cheesy to me but uh, you ready for something Bill you ready I'm for ready. having hit your mind me. blown hit me bro I liked it okay I liked it I thought I didn't love it I liked it I didn't think it was great I thought it was good and I am amazed I'm not amazed that people didn't like it. I'm certainly not amazed that you hated it. But I am uh, – because you hated Hamilton. You didn't even yes. see Hamilton, you fucker. Yes. Um, I am amazed that people think it's one of the worst movies they've ever seen. I was entertained. First of all, the music, you cannot fucking argue with the music. I have never seen it on stage, but simply because it's cats, it's now and forever, as the ads used to say, I have heard all these songs. I've also heard of all these characters, Grisabella and Mr. Mephistopheles and all that. Um, you cannot argue with the music. Andrew Lloyd Webber is, uh, he's not everyone's cup of tea, but if you like musicals, you cannot deny he's a fucking genius. These songs are great. This music is great. Uh, you know, I think Jesus Christ Superstar is one of the best musicals ever. Joseph and his amazing Techland Dreamcoat's amazing. Phantom of the Opera is beautiful. I mean, I get it. If you don't like musicals, you don't like musicals. There was nothing, no way in hell any version of Cats ever is going to connect to you. I get it. But I'm amazed that musical lovers don't just think it's a misfire, think it's an epic misfire and awful and horrible. So I thought the music was great. The music is great. The music is was great. Second of all, yes, the CGI is odd. There's this uncanny valley stuff with the people looking like cats. But you know what? I like weirdness. And I think this movie, maybe it helps that I saw the movie at 9.50 p.m. in a half-empty theater, you know, straight from the airport after I got back from out of town. But it had this kind of 
dare I say, like midnight movie weirdness element to it that I really liked. Seeing all the cats running around on the street singing, but they're not really cats. They're people, half people, half cats, but the people are talented enough dancers that they're they're acting, you know, like cats. I mean, yeah, it would have sucked if they were just dressed up as cats and dancing like dancers, but they clearly had done enough physical theatrical training that they had this feline element to them. So I liked that. I think there was a lot of beautiful imagery. I thought the number with Rebel Wilson and the cockroaches and the mice was just gloriously weird and a lot Holy to look fake. at. Jesus, that was terrible. It was fucking crazy. Uh, and then there were some good performances. This Francesca Hayward woman, I'm sure she's a great dancer. She didn't do much for me. And Jason Derulo sucks. And Idris Elba was misused. Him seeing Idris Elba naked was the one time the Uncanny Valley kicked in for me. His sort of <laughs> naked but no penis body when his character strips his clothes and he's just like the naked cat man with, with a, you know, the, the Ken doll bulge. That was the one moment I couldn't handle. But everyone else, they kind of struck the balance in a way that it worked for me as a weirdness thing. I thought Taylor Swift gave a very good performance. Um, I thought Judy Dench was Judy Dench in all the best ways. Ian McKellen was incredibly weird, in a, but he's a total pro. He pulled it off. Um, I thought Rebel Wilson was okay. I thought James Corden was wasted. Um, fine, I get it. I'm outvoted here, but I was entertained, dude. I thought it was... And Jennifer Hudson singing Memory was great. Um, you know, I, I liked it. Uh, our next question usually is why is this popular? But as we stated before, this is not popular. So, and I don't want to talk about why, you know, Cats was a hit in the 80s because that's not what we're here to talk about. But like, how about this? Why is, or okay, maybe why did Hollywood think now is the time to do this movie, do it in this way? And why are people alighting so much on, you know, the supposed, supposed train wreck the arguable train wreck, the the uh, mass opinion train wreck that is Cats. Why does anyone care? Most bombs come and go and no one talks about them, but people are talking about Cats. Yeah, that's a good why? question. I, there's two, I think there's two halves to this. Well, you can ask why, why did they get into it now? And it's because a high-profile guy like Tom Hooper, who, who, I mean, not just me, but most everybody thinks him as a fine purveyor of Anglophone trash, um, like you didn't the like King, the King's Speech. The King's Speech was a facile movie. It was it was like wow. you know royal family porn for people who like those things. It was a very oh, well well be, well behaved mild movie. You have no heart, dude. You haven't watched The Crown on Netflix, have you? I haven't, but that's that's a different guy. That's Peter Morgan. Uh, that's a guy right, who but it's essays the idea. It it's the royal family. It's the royal family. The mood is different I mean, for something like that, you know. Like uh, the, the King's Speech was this uplifting thing. It was a completely toothless. But I mean, just like uh, everything else, Tom Hooper has made. He is a slick, uh, upper class guy who came out of British commercials in the early nineties. But it was so sad when he died on Sesame Street. Oh my god! <laughs> and so, so I mean, why they made it is because uh, this guy finally pushed it through. It had been a blockage in, in a, a, a coronary artery for years. He managed to like 
finally blasted through because he had this credibility on having delivered an Oscar for Anne Hathaway and a nomination for Best Picture probably twice over. Well, he won – King's Speech won Best Picture, right? He won Best Director, right? Uh, I know uh, – I think he did. Uh, Far, I think Fir- Firth won – I forget. Yeah, I, I, Firth I blocked- won Best Actor. I thought King's Speech won Best Picture, but let me check. Yeah. Or was wait. that the same year as fucking Avatar? No, it wasn't Avatar. Avatar. Either way, it doesn't matter. That's that's the reason why the okay. movie got made. Market forces and a charismatic person, he pushed it through. That's fine. Um, well, come on. Look at that cast list, right? Yeah, sure. It would well, have been all unknowns. That would have been he, a different story. But he brought the but cast that list. That was a lot of it. Yeah, I know that. All yeah, right, so he the pulled thing it is, together, right. Okay. We are into it. Our cohort, are into. Uh, we, we got into it because of, because of irony. We are living in a post-Tommy Wiseau world, right? Um, <laughs> everyone is looking for the next group communal experience uh, that they can right. sit in a theater and throw plastic spoons at the screen and yell damn it Janet um, th- this is you know one of our now our holy writs as film goers is for every now and then to find something to treat as a bit of uh, non-denominational secular church right and so the the freedom the 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 holy writ to sit down and watch a movie that's bad and for everyone to talk over the dialogue and to guffaw and whoop in the multiplex is great i mean and to be honest i am uh, i'm orthodox at the theater about you leave your phone off you don't say shit don't cross over me to go to the bathroom we're in the dark room. We've all agreed on a compact that we will just shut the fuck up for 90 minutes to two hours and enjoy this together. However, this is one of those exemptions that I'll give it is that we went, the eight of us, and I will say this, there was eight of us in one row, about 35 rows behind. There was another eight people. We two were at the 930 showing, just like you were, an empty theater. And we Rocky hard that shit the entire way through. Both, <laughs> both Sometimes groups. it's so much fun. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it is. It when is. when and, you all agree... The sci-fi house at my college, you know, used to have all these screenings and they occasionally have a no shushing night, which I thought was brilliant. Yeah. Like, we're showing you whatever movie it is and you are not allowed to shush anyone, talk all you want. I love that idea. Yeah, and that's that's what this was. And, you know, we had funny people who are all, you know, slick media folk in New York, maybe just amateur comedians or Twitter comedians or whatnot. But it was great to sit there through what I honestly thought was a painful slog. This was, to me, the movie was was bad. It wasn't good bad. It was bad bad. It was a hard movie to sit through. I could not have watched it by myself with, you know, the companionship (laughs) being buoyed by these friends who were legit funny. It it was a hoot. It was a hoot and a half. So I think that this movie bends the rules on what's what's popular, not because it's good, but the inverse. It's popular because it's bad, and it allows us yeah. to do this thing that we are now, again, in the room, yeah. in the post-room landscape. We are looking for the next The Room, and, and we didn't quite get it because this isn't, this isn't The Room, but it's like that. There, there's... I just... I can't even... Other than it's in English, I just don't see how you compare this to The Room. Um, well, no, but I think you're spot on. We're looking, we're looking for something to collectively hate. We're looking for non-denominational hate, right? <laughs> yes, yes. Because, the you know, look, you, when you're angry and frustrated, you want to lash out. That's why the MAGA trolls, you know, have built a religion around hate. Because I've said this many times. They have a right to be pissed off. They're, they're pissed off at all the wrong people and all the wrong forces. Anyway, let's not get into that here. Um, but, yeah, it's fun to just trash on something. And cats... You know, if I'm going to accept your and the vast majority of the world's premise that Cats is a monumental failure, it's it's such an ostentatious failure. 
you know, people in fucking cat suits. It's a lot more fun to shit on a cat's movie than to shit on, you know, five people sitting in a room, you know, a, a period piece about, you know, late 19th century Irish poverty or something where everyone's wearing, you know, boring clothes, but something where they look like this. I mean, this is why, again, I still can't believe people loved Avatar. I thought Avatar was garbage. I'd rather shit on Avatar, partly because everything looks so ridiculous, right? So Cats kind of, you know, it's either a massive success or a massive failure. I like to imagine a lot of the reason people predicted Cats would be a shit show on Broadway or on London and the West End is because, you know, how delicious is it if people running around in cat suits sucks, right? It's a lot more fun to piss on that than, again, to piss on something that isn't as ostentatious. So, yeah, there you have it. Also, everyone knows Cats. I mean, as I said, like, I didn't even see it. All the musicals I've seen, I'd never seen Cats, and I knew the songs, and I knew the characters' names, just because it's legendary. I was thinking today about, remember the SNL sketch from the mid-80s, uh, the commercial for uh, John Lovitz as um, the mentalist on Broadway? Do you remember that? No, no, I, I didn't see that. It was an ad, you can look it up, he's like, come, sir, there's a new show on Broadway that everyone's excited about, and it shows two people, and they look in the camera, and they go... I very mountain. I loved it. It was better than cats. I'm going to see it again and again. <laughs> <laughs> the amazing Alexander, the world's greatest hypnotist, could get anyone to say anything. Let's hear some more. I loved it. It was better <laughs> than cats. I'm going to see it again and again. The critics love it. Frank Rich raves. I loved it. It was better than cats. I'm going to see it again and again. Call Telecharge now. You will call. You will call. To- so I don't know, I'm going off on that. But the point is, it's just cats became this catchphrase for like the Broadway show. I remember in the late 90s when cats was at the tail end of its run. If you looked in the village voice where they had the little like capsule listings of all the shows on Broadway, they stopped running the capsule listing of cats. And it was just like almost this like three lines of free form, bizarre poetry. I got to Google that, but like every week it was different and had nothing to do with cats. It was just someone fucking around. Right. Um, it was autopilot. It sure. this, right. Well, it wasn't all, they were having fun with it, you know? Yeah. So it just became, uh, you know, it's this, no, no pun intended, this avatar of, although, you know, why is it obviously bring an avatar of, um, you know, ha- uh, the the Broadway ridiculous mega musical thing. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, Cats is, you know, very important in the history of Broadway because it, it brought in the idea of the mega musical and it brought in the idea of the Broadway musical. You know, they, Broadway musicals used to appeal to New Yorkers. Now they appeal to tourists. And Cats probably started that. Oh, it definitely, hey, st- it definitely started that. Yes. Right, and it cost $8 billion to produce, so we're going to have to charge $8 million to see it. And most New Yorkers aren't going to pay that on a regular basis, but you know, Bill and Mary from Wisconsin, who are willing to spend a shit ton of money on their first ever Broadway show because they're in New York for the first time, are going to pay for it. So yeah, it's, it's an easy and fun target. So yeah, I think you're right. Uh, no, Eterno, think back to the 80s when you were once a kid. And you were also uh, a semi-occasional fan of the musical and, and theater productions. Uh-huh. Would you have liked uh-huh. this movie if you were in that headspace? I probably wouldn't have gone and seen it for the same reasons that I was like thankful that my parents never dragged me to Cats on Broadway. But I can imagine going with like friends in high school if they were like girls I liked or something. Because I did community theater and... I was hot for, like, every girl in the cast. So if they go, let's all go see Cats, I would have gone, yes, please. Um, so I probably, look, I didn't, 
I probably would have hated it just because there was no way I was going to be enough of a free thinker to actually admit I liked it even if I liked it. Admit to myself I liked it. I mean, again, I want to reiterate, like, there was a lot of ridiculous shit in there. I liked it. I didn't love it. It was good. It was not great. So I would have pissed him all over it. I certainly wouldn't have stood up and said it's pretty good. Um, and I also don't think I would have thought it was pretty good just because the things I liked about it, I think, are things you, you, have, to, you have to be a little older and wiser to appreciate. But, again, that's just me. I'm outvoted. That's yeah. all right. What about well, you? I, you would have loved it if you were a kid. You yeah, would have I, a 180-degree difference from where you are now if you were a kid. Bill would have uh, gone to see it every night. He would have had posters on his wall. He would have written fan letters to Francesca Hayward. Am I correct? It would have been the Jurassic Park of its day. Uh, if people instead were running around what? with dinosaurs. Uh, uh, yeah, I would have seen it 100 times. It would have been the sensation of my young youth if I'd seen it. Did people see Jurassic Park 100 times? Yeah, that, that was that was the sensation, taste yeah. sensation that rocked the nation uh, when it came no, out in 1993. People went and see Titanic a hundred times. Yeah, that too. That Jurassic Park was a giant blockbuster. Really? No, I don't answer, remember Jurassic Park being a repeat thing. The but okay. answer, your, well, answer to your question is no, I would not have liked it as a kid. First of no. all, it's a musical, which I always judge yes. as being utter trash. Is um, there any musical you like? No. And not, not counting Disney movies. Is there any stage no, I, musical you've ever liked? No, I haven't really seen any. And the only thing I came see, close to see, being something the that... Thing. You have no basis. No basis. Look, I, I, this, I feel like anybody starts telling me, you know, like when I was talking to Nick Nadell, he had mentioned something about Cats uh, was the thing that ushered in the idea of dragging in the suburbs into New York and scouring right. Theater Row of any actual New Yorkers and instead putting in people from fucking uh, Indiana there. No offense to people from fucking Indiana. But um, nonetheless, uh, it's it's like... He said, oh, you know, there are good musicals. And everybody always says the same thing to me. They always say, what about Sondheim? What about Sondheim? And it's like, okay, so your defense for musicals is one fucking guy. as opposed. Yeah, my defense to the, isn't one fucking guy. My defense is dozens of musicals, motherfucker. They don't care. They don't count. But everyone says Sondheim. My thing is, is that... Well, that's I like don't say, say Sondheim, okay? I say, I don't even know who writes half the musicals I love. My, that's how bad I am. My that. point is... That people have to wade through about 4.5 metric tons of bullshit to get to one Sondheim or one Hamilton. You're, you're no, not, you don't. Every yes. fucking. Nope. See, here's the thing. This is, see, this is, it goes back to childhood, right? I grew up with musicals. My parents dragged me to theater, me wanting to do theater, so I did musicals. You had none of that. I am by osmosis. I, I learned all the tent poles, you know, West Side Story of our age, uh, Little Shop of Horrors. You two. know, every other year I could audition for one of those musicals in some form or another. There's two the musicals. Woods. Three. I'm just saying is that there are far more Shreks and King's Kong and Beatles Juice and all these things along the way that have but completely come on. denigrated. You're talking about the last five years. That is Let's the talk st- about the classics. Let's talk about the musicals whose soundtrack sold 8 billion copies in the 50s. Your, your uh, 40, not 40 seconds, your Sound of Musics, your South Pacifics. Let, let, let's talk about your, Pat, uh, let's talk about Pat Boone. The forums. Let's talk about Tommy Dorsey. That's a good idea. None of those things Fuck, matter who cares? anymore. Well, I disagree. My point My is. My nephews right now are appearing in a production of The Music Man. They love it. 
Talk about a classic. They're also uh, acting in a production of Legally Blonde, the musical, which I've never seen, but apparently is terrific. Oh, and I'm very oh, I'm much sure, looking yeah. forward to seeing oh, I'm it. Sure, oh, you're, I'm sure it's terrific. Oh, it's probably great. No, the short answer is you know there's what? no Don't way Don't go, see... all right? Or you're not invited, motherfucker. There's no way I would have seen this as a kid. Uh, you know, the thing is, is that I, too, I, I love actual cats, you know. And and I, my first... Yes, my, let, let, my yes, first girlfriend. Let's state that both of us like cats. We do We're like not cats. people who piss on it because cats suck. We're not. My first people. girlfriend in college was was both a lover of cats and a lover of musical theater. And one of yeah. the great joys she felt of coming from the Midwest to go to school uh, in the New York area was the ability to go to Broadway semi regularly. So she dragged me to uh, what did we saw. We saw Les Misérables. We saw Miss Saigon. We saw. A few you didn't like Les Misérables. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. You didn't uh, like Les Misérables on Broadway. No, of course not. It's a fucking musical. It's trash. You have I no like it. fucking soul. What do you mean trash? It's trash. It's a goddamn it's epic, motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. So the thing is, is that I have bumped into musicals a lot, and the thing is, I was I watched somebody who was like right into it, who was it was completely checking off everything in her wheelhouse, and you know, cats. She named her cat after you know she called her cat Tugger after Rum Tum Tugger. Really. <laughs> Yeah, sure. So I, I was around someone who was very enthusiastic about this at exactly the age that you were like predicting. That was like 93, 94. Um, and so I could take my back, take myself back very easily to, um, you know, what it would have been like at that age and thinking how this was such an alien experience and how it looked like it was someone else's weird phantasmagoria that I had no access to whatsoever. She was so excited about musicals. And I just looked at her like she was, you know, giving me Sanskrit, and I had no idea what the hell she was talking about. Her enthusiasm was based on something that I just could not translate. So, now, you know, short usually answer. When, yeah. I mean, usually when people don't like musicals, they're like, oh, it's so unrealistic. No one breaks out into song. And when it goes, you know, it's also unrealistic baseball. You know, no one hits a ball and then runs in a circle. I mean, it's, 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 it's artifice, but that's the whole point of art. You know, mm-hmm. art is the first syllable of artifice. And... There's something primal about it. And I guess that excuses you because you either get it or you don't get it. Yes, And yes. if you don't get it, you're never going to get it in certain ways. Although I guess, you know, you are a Disney fanatic. So when you watch a Disney movie, do you tune out during the songs? I mean, yes, why don't you? Yes, every single it? time. No, they do. Really? And that's the thing. Songs for me, when they appear in, an, in a narrative story, songs ground the production to a halt and the story stops and it becomes boring. Well, bad ones do. Bad ones do. I, I agree. I don't, I don't have a good example of it. Even the movies I like. So... You know, when they break into there song. Is, yeah. Is there any Disney song you love that like, yeah, my favorite. What, if someone said, what's your favorite Disney song? Oh, no. Do you I, have any I, answer? No, I, I, I can't stand them. It, it's, it's just None. ketchup. It's ketchup on a steak. You know, it just doesn't do a goddamn thing for me. In a Disney movie, can you even appreciate the visuals during a musical number? Uh, that's about the like if, one thing left over for me is to shut my brain off and to allow this thing to not passively wash wow. over me, but I, I have to actively, actively stay engaged while the music is going on because it is telling me tune off, turn away, look away. It's, it's, it's the indication of the movie or the storytelling to say this is no longer important and this is a pageant and it's not going to equal anything. You don't need to pay attention to it. Really? None of us knew what we had. Is the well? How are we gonna? How are we gonna work this one? Is the <laughs> is the existence of the cats movie a sign of the apocalypse? Is the failure of the cats movie a sign of the apocalypse? Is the fact that people are talking about it, even though it's a failure, a sign of the apocalypse? Is the fact that I actually liked it a sign of the apocalypse? What's no, it? actually, I, I'm very. I'm in. I. This is a surprise because we did not talk about this beforehand. 
Um, you know, generally we don't. We don't. We we're getting these opinions fresh, and you know, everyone is getting the unvarnished, uncut uh, Bill and Noah, which is great. No, I don't think this is a sign of the apocalypse. Simply because you know, if you ask me, you had a piece of substandard art that was like a huge nuclear missile ready to just destroy a small nation, and it was it was roundly defeated. Um, I mean, it was made a laughing stock. Uh, so, I mean, if you think that's about it, that's a good it, sign. Right. It is a good sign. I think that you know why I say it's a good sign because the a cultural immune system, if you will, white blood cells of of criticism and and, and cultural reception actually functioned. I think as they were intended to. They were supposed to like gang up on an, a, you know, an, an antibody or the antibodies were supposed to gang up on something and shuffle it out of the body before it could cause harm. And I, I like the fact most of the time, Noah, like we talk about things that have become huge, that have become metastatic, that have become viral. Right. And we always wonder, it's like, Jesus, this thing is popular, like post Malone. How did this thing not get ejected out of the, oh, the you know, the sinus cavity? How did this did work? Did you see him on freaking the Ryan Seacrest? <laughs> yes, I New did. Year's yes. Eve rocking yes, I did, in fact. Yes. I don't understand what he's doing. <laughs> like, he's all over the map in his style. Like, who's he trying to be? I don't... By the What's way... the appeal of him? The, he the looks li- like he smells bad. He's just so... I don't get the, it. Anyway. The, savvy, the savvy listener of our show will notice that BTS and Post Malone... Yes. Both topics that we made popular on this show were incorporated into Ryan Seacrest's New Year's Countdown. Well, remember when we did I Don't Get It, Dick Clark. That was a big one. Uh, By the way, (laughs) I will tell you a recurring theme. So I just got back from five days visiting my family. And, yeah, we watched part of that New Year's Rockin' Eve, you know, with my my mom and my dad, my sister and my nephews. My mom – Said what? Who is who is this guy about Post Malone? What is this band about? B, about BTS? Several other things. She asked me what they were, and every time I said, "Don't you listen to my fucking podcast?" <laughs> and my mother doesn't ham, doesn't haw, doesn't say I love you. So she goes, "No," just like, "Of course I don't." <laughs> one of her excuses: it's too complicated to figure out. By the way, my mother. She used to work as a computer programmer, and it's too complex. She's 73 years old now, and it's too complicated to figure out how to listen to a podcast. So Meanwhile, when I was home for Christmas, what I was told was because they do – at my house, they do listen to the podcast. Uh, at one point, yes. you actually admonished my mother over something that happened in the 80s, and you said, really? oh, no, oh, Laura. Sorry, Laura. No <laughs> – I'm she sorry, Laura. It. What was it? What was it? I don't even remember. It doesn't even matter. I just love the fact that she said, Is oh, she no, mad at no, me? no. Does she think no, I'm an asshole? No, no. She just liked being chided by You know, my dad air. thinks you're like the coolest guy in the world. I am. He's right. But we've met. He's got my an impression. My dad's always like, when are you going to Amsterdam to visit Bill? So <laughs> he always asks how you're doing, how you're getting settled in, you know. Uh, anyway, so wait. So what, what do you think about this? Vis a vis the sign of the apocalypse. What the fuck are we even talking about anyway? Oh, apocalypse. <laughs> um, look, the, the snark machine kind of went into overdrive about 20 years ago, you know. Uh, our culture built around snark. You know what started that? Do you remember that website, which for all you know is still out there, jumptheshark.com? Yeah, something like that, sure. I remember someone lecturing me on how that's everything that's wrong with the internet because it just encourages that you just make fun of stuff and snark about stuff. And if, if they only knew how far it would go, I mean, at least there was opinions and thought there. Um Look, why can't you just let it go? It sucks. Just forget about it. You know, I'm not going to stand on a soapbox and argue and fight with anyone. I get it. I have a rare opinion. I'm not going to try to change anyone's mind. I don't really give a shit. I didn't like the movie that much. Um, And also, it's not like my fucking religion. So who cares if it bombs? 
Um, that being said, you know, like I said, it's so ostentatious. If you got to shit on something, shit on this. And also we want something to shit on because we're angry and we're right to be angry. And it's nice to pick on something, you know, eight zillion dollars behind it. No one in the movie is starving to death. So, you know, why not pick on this? Right. Uh, so I don't think the snark is really a sign of the apocalypse. I certainly don't think the musical is a sign of the apocalypse. Um, there's some to be said for, for super musicals. And you know what? Even in the era of super musicals, I was very privileged, but I grew up going to school and going to camp where we still did scrappy small musicals on small stages by amateur actors with amateur musicians. And, you know, you're still able to get at what makes musicals a great art form. I still listen to those fucking records, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I'm tickled to death that my nephews not only like, like acting community theater and doing musicals, but they like going to musicals, right? Um, they like listening to records of old musicals. They like walking around the house singing songs from musicals. They like joking around with me parroting musicals. We were saying the other day, because they're doing Music Man, we were joking like, what if you did a version of the Music Man called the Mucus Man? And we're singing, we got trouble, my friends, right here in River City with a capital T and that rhymes with P and that stands for phlegm. Anyway, so, you know, I don't know. I'm going off target here, but we had fun doing that. Um, you know, it, 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 Cats did not, make it impossible to enjoy what's really magical about musicals. And I'm telling you, dude, I lived in New York for 18 years and I refuse to piss on the people from fucking Indiana because they bring money. They bring fucking money. And the reason New York's the greatest city in the world is because Bill and Mary from Indiana fucking go there. They don't go to Amsterdam, my friend. They go to new fucking York fucking city. And that's why it's the greatest city in the world. So make fun of Cats all you want. Make fun of Shrek the musical all you want. Make fun of all that nonsense. But you know what? Money, 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 money. They bring money. They also keep actors employed. And that's important too, especially nowadays. So uh, there's nothing about this that's a sign of the apocalypse. And again, it's just a movie. If you hate it, don't watch it. Move on. Watch another movie. I just, I can't get worked up. Someone was getting worked up the other day about people wearing pajamas in airports. And I said, you know what? I hate that too. But I just, how does it affect me? I can't get worked up about that. I cannot get worked up about shit that I can ignore. <coughs> <coughs> Noah, as a man with a lot of body hair and pointy ears, uh, are you jealous? <laughs> Only one of, of those Cats? things is true. Are you jealous of Cats the Musical? Cats the Musical, the movie, the show, the series, the musical? Uh, I had moments of jealousy watching the movie last night because Cats reminds me of the 80s. It reminds me of my childhood, even though I never saw it back then. The songs, musicals always remind me of my childhood because I did a musical every year until I was like, yeah, through my first year of college. I did the spring musical my first year of college, and I'd done a musical every year, whether at school or camp or a couple years both. And as a child, I had no greater wish than to be an actor. And, you know, I, I'm i happy with what happened in my life generally, but there are times I really feel like, you know, I gave up on my dream. I mean, I sort of tried it. Um, so when I see a musical, I miss that, and I'm jealous of the excitement. Now, doing a movie, you must get a fraction of the excitement you get of doing a live stage show. But I get jealous every time I see a musical on stage, because just being backstage and all that, I mean, there's nothing more exciting than that. Uh, so I guess I'm a little jealous of it. Mm -hmm. uh, although, you know, it was nice watching that. And I'll tell you another thing I liked about this movie. You know what this movie made me feel? It made me feel, again, as I feel almost every day, very thankful that I have a cat 
because I think cats are great. And I'm very lucky that I get to come home to a very sweet cat. And, you know, it's got to say something about the movie that it actually deepened my appreciation for actual real cats that, you know, aren't CGI and don't look like Judy Dench and don't, you know, sing songs or wear ascots and, and spats. Um, so, yeah, you know, uh, I guess I'm a little jealous. Uh, you know, you? I, I, no, no, I'm... You're I jealous. Think I'm my, You're I'm jealous. Right, you want I'm to be right, a jellical cat. You want to go to the heaviside layer. I know you. I'm right where I need to be, I think, with the whole idea of this, like, this being a Rocky Horror experience. And, you know, like, it, it, this, you, they deliver to me something that they don't think they're giving me, but it winds up being a cultural or a media, a media feast because I get to I get to be, yes, it's snark. Yes, I get to be part of the jeering class. However, it's a communal experience. It's great. You know, it's funny. Now that you're saying what you say, I, as much as I don't, ever have wanted to be an actor or a musical kid i have always listened with a tinge of envy at your plug-in to the sense of community purpose and um oh, i'd say expression that you've it. had loved yeah it. yeah i never had anything like that i mean creativity so glad i was a theater kid I, I i totally see it i mean i you know knowing you as well as i do it's you come by it honestly and i see that part of personality where it comes from it, it, it makes complete sense and i'm not so sure I ever had that, nor have I ever been in touch with it. I mean, this movie didn't wake anything like that up. But the fact is that it inspired something like that inside you makes me wish I was more in touch. I had my fingers directly on this thing that was kind of bursting to get out of me um, because I just have never felt something like that, you know, that kind of creativity, that kind of immediacy with what inspires you right in front of me, which, you know, that's great. That's why you can watch a movie like this. And to some degree, it tramples... A critical faculty a little bit. I'm not even saying it a bad way. If it was a good movie, it should trample your your critical faculty and make you love it. I mean, most movies should. Uh, anything right. you like, you should love the shit if it's really worth liking. Um, and that's not, you know, obviously you don't really love this movie, but I can see there's there's something. It got into you. And, you know, I, I'm not going to have that same yeah. experience about nearly probably anything because I just don't play the home game. But you do. So I th- well, I think that's no, cool. uh, hang on, hang on. You never watch a movie and, you know, that little part of you that dreamed of being a filmmaker or whatever, and you never watch a movie and go, damn, you know, my life had gone a different way and I had made this movie. You know, you never have that feeling. This is a great movie. Like, this reminds me of my dream. No, I, because I didn't have a dream because I didn't pick up filmmaking until an adult uh, as an avocation, not, not as a but, passion. But, but come on, as a kid... You were sitting in movie theaters. You didn't say, I want to be in the world of movies when I grow up. You never said that. Uh, maybe maybe just as like, you know, uh, as as a character in a movie, yeah. but not necessarily right. as a filmmaker. I don't think <laughs> I had that. character in a movie. I so what was to your be, dream? To write G.I. Joe comics? Uh, yeah, actually draw G.I. Joe comics. Right. That would have been it. Yeah, I put, let's put it that way. Really? Didn't happen. I've never yeah, seen sure. you draw anything, dude. I can't draw because that's why it was a dream. It never happened. It was no good. <laughs> Well, yeah, I dreamed of being a superhero, but, you know, it's it's not going to happen. Well, you know, when you're me and you have little porous barriers between what's real and what's imaginary, uh, you know, it makes these things a lot easier to go down. It's it's fantastic. (laughs) Okay. All right, so that brings us to our final segment, uh, the Felonian scale. The the Jimmy Fallon on one end. Jimmy Fallon is uh, biting into a brown apple that's been sitting out for a week. Uh, yeah, not, be, not good. One of those red ones, too, the ones that get soft quickly. Actually, they, no, there's way worse things than that, dude. Uh, An apple that's well, been sitting around for a week? It's bad. It's bad. It's, dude, there, there are worse dude, things, I'll do that but, for 20 bucks. 
<laughs> you need the money that. So wait, badly. wait. What are the parameters here? It's look. A lot of apples sitting around for a week are perfectly edible. But you're saying one that is like brown and shriveled. Yeah, no, I've read Delicious that is it's got the softness to it and it's just it's warm yeah. and it's almost liquidy okay. inside. Yeah, everything about right. it. And I got to take one bite. What, what, yes. what do I have to do for 20 bucks? Take one bite? No, I, I nobody brought, you brought it to 20 bucks. I have nothing to say about that. All this. right. Well, There's, okay, one bite. What do I what do I get for one bite? <laughs> I I I, I Cause 20 one bucks. Bite, I'll give you 20 sure, bucks. I'll do it. I'll do it to make my fucking I'll do it to make a child laugh. Okay? It's not <sighs> that bad. All Jimmy right. Fallon is way worse than biting into so a So Jimmy apple. Fallon on one side of the, of the spectrum and yeah. uh, uh, something delicious, a nice dinner of Ethiopian food, stewed greens, split peas, all the wonderful cuisine you might find on uh, injera bread is on the other side of the spectrum, for instance. So, okay. Noah, where would we you We didn't do an episode lands? on Ethiopian no, food. No, we didn't. That's why I'm getting hungry just thinking about yeah. it. We but where, do where does this when we, when we, Well, we got a lot of fans in Ethiopia, so yes. we'll, we need and, to throw a bone to them. I don't get it. Um, Addis Ababa. It's a huge component. Yeah. But so, so where does this fall? We're, we're gods in Ethiopia. Uh, so where does this... Well, look, it's, we're going to have very different answers here. This is somewhere, you know, high up. In, not high up. You know what? This is, this is just north of the midpoint, whatever the hell that might be. So, you know, well below your keys and peels and Americans vandal. But um, I don't know. This is like metal straw level, I guess. Uh, it's all right. I, I'm not going to see it again. Let's be clear about that. Yeah. Uh, unless someone wants me to go with them. I'd go see it. I'd probably want to smoke a J before I went, but that's another story. Right. Um, yeah, you know, this is like somewhere in the middle. It's fine. I, but you want my opinion or – yeah, well, that's all we're talking about here. Yeah, again, I had a good time. How low do you put this? Is this, is this in Fallon territory? Is this in Elf on the Shelf territory? No, no, because uh, I feel like Elf in a Shelf territory. No, Fallon to me is like a torpedo uh, pointed it to hell with a turbo boost on it. This is almost like... <laughs> and we're all you know, strapped is, to the back of it, right? Yeah, yeah. This is a, this is a yeah. tumbleweed. This is almost like an aimless Tumble. thing that was... It doesn't. It doesn't have any weight to it. 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 it you know. I'm it, completely forgettable. Totally forgettable. I'm not going to remember we did this as an episode uh, within 15 minutes from now. Uh, but no, so in that, no. that, that, it's not forgettable. That's the whole point. The yeah. reason it's quote unquote popular is because it's not forgettable because it's people in fucking cat suits. Digital right. cat suits. Well, I, if it I were would forgettable, this, if it were about the 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 Irish, you know, famine poverty people in the 1890s, and everyone wearing brown, that would be forgettable. I would put this next to Michael Bay's Transformers, which we did early. I think in the first ten or fifteen okay. episodes, and Dude, I'll tell you why. I would watch this again over any Transformers movie in a heartbeat. Well, sure you would, but but this to me is is a fiasco. It is a visual uh, effects imbroglio. Um, it is uh, everything that I hate about movies. You know, let's put it that way. The difference is we were talking about Michael Bay Transformers because those were enormous popular hits. And there were five of them. And those things, you know, managed to stump the cultural immune system. No white blood cells got to those and managed to squash it and eject it out of the body cavity. So um, th- this is... You know, the, the cultural effort is a huge special effects fiasco that doesn't catch. But it, I don't think we've covered anything that is in line with this um, thematically and, and uh, you know, just it's, it's the reception that's the inverse of Michael Bay's Transformers. So that's, uh-huh. that's where it really reminds me. Okay, fair enough. All right. Uh, 
All right, so you're never going to think of this again. So that's a different form of failing. Like, yes. it's always a kind of failing when you're like, oh my God, how can... I remember when I saw Jurassic World, the third Jurassic World movie, and I said, it was a Jurassic World, Jurassic Park 3, whatever it was, the one with the pterodactyls. And I yes. remember saying, like, the clearest sign that this movie sucks is that there are pterodactyls swooping down and eating people and I'm bored, right? <laughs> so if you manage to make something like that boring, it's a certain kind of failure. So are you saying the failure of this movie is not that, you know, people eating potatoes is boring. It's that, you know, people in insane cat costumes chasing after cockroaches is boring. Yeah, something like that. And and the effort that, overall... That it's, it's, it's almost like a feat to make something like this boring, is what you're yeah. saying. Yeah. Yeah, pointless, boring, uh, stupid, illegible, uh, in, un, unreceivable, unreadable, all those things. I, I think boring I mean, is is almost to say too it's simple. unreadable. You're missing the point. It was a fucking book of poems. Set to it doesn't music. matter. That's well, it's not supposed to be readable. It's supposed to be in- experienceable. This was not. That. Are you this mad when you go to museums because works of art don't have narratives? It depends. If, if, it's da- don't have if it's dance, yes, but I think paintings have narratives in a lot of cases, or at least they're easier to discern. Oh. Uh, than, All right. Well, no, yeah. you brought up dance. Could, do you have yes. any appreciation for professional dance? I don't. I can't read dance. I have I to read the it. The dancing I, in this movie was quite good. Eh, okay, I'll take your word for it. Uh, I thought the physicality in a lot of people was great. You know, I'll tell you another thing. Rebel Wilson, usually, I'm, I think Rebel Wilson is talented. Usually, I think she does the same shtick every time, and it's mildly offensive. Oh, the fat girl who acts silly. But I thought she she leaned into her thing. She did this feline version of her thing, and it, it her it was a it was a it was a novel way of seeing the Rebel Wilson thing, and I thought it worked. She like reimagined that silliness as a cat, and it really worked. It reminded mm-hmm. me of a cat I used to have. The more I think about this movie, the more I fucking liked it. Oh, man. I know. What's wrong with me? <laughs> What's wrong with you? Well, I, I might I, go see it again. I think that catches up. Uh, that takes us to the end uh, of yet okay. another episode. It takes this, us to this some one, kind of end. That's for this, sure. This one went to places I didn't expect, but that's why I'm always happy I to like do I like those show. places sometimes. Come on. We got to mix yeah. it up here. It is. It's the spice of life. I, I, it, it gets boring yeah. hearing me shit on everything every single week. But yeah. nonetheless... If you want to find past episodes of this show, look on Apple Podcasts, look on SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. Tweet to us, at Noah and Bill Show. Write to us, Noah and Bill, don't get it, at gmail.com. Give us a review on Apple Podcasts. Please, I'm, I beg of yeah, you. Right, this is, we're living for this. Come on, people. Take, uh, take action in 2020. Make a difference in your world in 2020. How do you yeah. do that? Reviewing podcasts on iTunes. Yeah, our podcast in particular our podcast so i am on twitter at william scurry uh and that's the best place to reach me my video content is on youtube at youtube.com slash am caesar and noah will tell you what litter box he's in right now <laughs> close to it uh i'm all about the big quiz thing america's premier providers of corporate and private trivia events um uh, already booked plenty for 2020 we're gearing up for a big year uh you can learn all about us at bigquizthing.com hire us for your own event nationwide coast to coast etc follow us on all the social medias or at least some of them at big quiz thing i am also at noah tarno on twitter not a lot to talk about although i i posted a very nice photo of my cat today she has this new thing where she curls up and she looks like a mollusk and i find that very entertaining um, I'm sure, yeah, you want to... I'm describing my cat photos on a podcast. <laughs> That's an idea for a podcast, describing cat photos. 
All right, so until uh, Tom Hooper directs the feature film musical adaptation of Fritz the Cat, we don't get it. <laughs> A production of American Caesar Enterprises 2020.